Good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to the Other Page Radio. This program is brought to you by Triad Veterans League, sponsored by BNN Media Group. My name is Haywood Fennell Sr. I'm a veteran, and we are here today to talk, to listen, and to learn. My guest today is Larry Blue. Larry Blue is a man who has had a lot of experiences, and we are offering him this opportunity to try to share not all, but some of the experiences that he sees and what he thinks we need to do. Welcome, Larry. How are you today? How you doing? Now, I'm here today with you. My name is Larry Blue. Now, I'm here to share my knowledge and my love for it, you know, and um, explain a little things about me. Well, I've been through some things and a little roadblocks and stuff like that, a little setback. So I'm here now, you know what I mean, to talk about anything you want to talk about. Hey, I'm here. Yeah, we're here to say praise the Lord. Amen, amen for you being here today. Larry, you impressed me early on. You were talking about some of the difficulties that you were able to overcome by stepping back and looking at what the problem was and how you were going to respond to it and how that might be beneficial to the community that we live in. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important that we, like this is the other page, folks, we want to hear the other voices that are out here, and they're not doing anything but telling the truth. Mm-hmm. We don't need to blow anybody up or blow anybody out. We're not here to shame or to blame. We're just here to try to provide you some information from our guests and the guests that come on our show. We have a standard here, mm-hmm. and we're not going to waste your time with some rhyme. We're going to tell it like it is. We need each other. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is The Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell, and our guest today is Larry Blue. We're excited about Larry Blue, you know, because I guess he think he's only going to come here one time. He's going to get it all off today. But no, we got something else planned for you, Larry. Larry, tell us a little bit about yourself and the struggle and you were coming out this last time. And what did you see? What did you feel? Well, I felt I felt some hell of a pain. That whole bunch of corruption and a whole bunch of stuff that's going on never been addressed. It's just deeply, just deeply painted within me. I just can't understand it. I just can't understand it how a lot of works around here. You know what I mean? Um, and how they perform with all this education they got. You know what I mean? They got like 30 years of experience. They got master's degrees and this and, you know, social and all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? But when it comes down to just basic understanding about the law and when it applies to I ain't going to say, I'm not racial, but to a black man, it's like, <clears throat> it's, it's like thunder when it comes to this mess. It's like a big pink elephant in the room. When it comes to any kind of justice, 
when you're trying to, <clears throat> when, you, when you're fighting, when you don't got nobody but a propaganda attorney sitting by you, you know what I mean? It ain't going to give you a whole full information about a whole bunch of stuff that you need to know, you know what I mean, to be able to, to, um, to fight forward with your situation, you know? And it's just a lot, it's just a, a lot of cover-up just going on around here, you know? But, um, yeah, it's, it's stuff from basic, basic stuff with me. You know, <clears throat> issues that that they did to me that I can never understand it. How they really, really didn't address it, but they put the sugar coat on it. But they didn't never address my issue. You know what I mean about what they really did to me and how they sent me out here. You know, <clears throat> scrambling. You know, with, with no direction. But that oh, we got oh, we got a plan for that. Uh, I ain't gonna fall for that. I know <clears throat> I know what the hidden agenda is. Because they didn't give it to me, so I knew they want. I guess they want me to think I'm gonna crash out. That's why I think Haywood. I think they can uh, set you up to believe that you you're not vulnerable anymore, and that you're gonna cross up some kind of way and gonna end back up with a life sentence or something like that. You think? Yeah, the way they the way they got it set up. I mean, and the way they injustice me. No, I'm gonna break it down right here. Right, let me. Um, Before you do that, just let me say something. Yeah. Because let me, uh, and 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 then you can say, Larry, you you said some things to me about wanting to work in our community to restore some sanity to what's going on, so that others wouldn't have to go through what you went through. Is that right? That's right. So okay, now, so go ahead, Larry. Talk so, what you got to say. Yeah. So now let me. Um, Trying to turn around. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to grab these 15, 21 teenagers in the hood, in different part of the hood, in different areas of Boston. I'm I'm trying to get them to be involved in basketball and also I'm learned about drones and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because I it's, I want to implement that with drones and stuff, how to build drones and stuff, so they can know how to break down programs and stuff like that. Because that's what they're gonna need. You know what I mean? <clears throat> the, um, the work on of boards and stuff like that. And just learn the basics and, and just show them different outlets and just different things in life. You know what I mean? Just give them some kind of structure and try to get them involved so, <clears throat> so they won't. So you know how it goes with the idle mind. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So we try to just kind of, try to keep them occupied and keep them busy this summer. So that's <clears throat> that's my main focus is try to turn around try to do something positive. And that's <clears throat> that's what we need right now because um, I see people is not really focused on the, on the youth. So I'm trying to put all my energy and all that kind of stuff, you know, what they did to me and try to put it on a positive aspect, you know, what I need to do to provide whatever the case may be to try to do what I can for the youth. So, you know, I'm going to put my foot forward and I'm going to do my homework and I'm going to do my legwork, you know, because um, I know that's needed. So <clears throat> I'm going to try to do one step at a time, you know what I mean? But it's going to be done. You know what I mean? It's definitely going to be done here. Well, Larry, you know, one of the things that we uh, bank on right here is that people will listen, you know, to our radio show, and uh, it'll be on tomorrow. You know, it'll be broadcast tomorrow. And so we want to try to get your presentation, you know, so that Folks will tell some other people. Do you have a contact number? Yeah, I got a contact number. Can you can you give it to us, Larry? My contact number is eight five seven six six three twenty one eleven. 
but that will be also be changed. That's just my number for right now. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's what you got right now. Yeah. Okay, folks, this is the other page, radio station. Like I said, this is Haywood Fennell, veteran, calling, uh, calling uh, you to let you know that here's a man that has a lot of experiences on both sides of the track, you know, and um, a lot of people would say that, oh, you damaged goods, man, Ain't nothing you can do, man. I don't believe in damaged goods, Larry. No. I don't believe in ex-offenders. I believe in offenders, and I believe in being offended, and I think we've been more offended than offenders. Yeah, I think we got more offered because of a fact. Right. You know, we've been there, you know, been in all kinds of situations and stuff, so I think they can relate, more relate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you've been down, been through experiences and stuff like that, you know, <clears throat> you don't take no course for this. <laughs> you get a lot of, I watch you in the community, Larry. You, you're able to get along, man. You know, people listen to you, and that's why you're here today. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't have to drop it all. But, um, you know, I want you to know that this place, this whole uh, being in, man, you know, I want you to get involved in this, man, so that you can get those young people that you want to get, that you can meet those people that you need to meet, you know, by what you say. Mm -hmm. You know, because uh, it's a rough and tough out there, man, so. Yeah, yeah, everybody's just a selfish world over here. It's right. terrible. I come out here, I see a whole different people now. They look at things just like people don't care about people no more, care about the youth or nothing. That, you know what I mean? Just, you know, just, They're filling them up with that baloney, man. Yeah, I know. I don't know what these, these all these people talking about what they're going to do and all this little kind of stuff. I don't see them doing nothing. There you go. You know what I mean? But, but I, I'm trying to do so. I'm going to do, do my part, do my thing, about doing my little part with the community and try to get involved and try to get my little basketball call together, come in peace. You know what I mean? Try to slash because everybody with the Adidas, so trying to get all the Adidas, you know what I mean, uniforms and all that kind of stuff and try to get this involved. Trying to, you know what I'm saying? Try to keep them active. Stay you know open. I mean? Stay open for the people that's going to be in your circle, man, because you need people in your circle. I know I do. I'm glad you're in my circle, Larry. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's some things that you can do that I can't do. Mm-hmm. See, when you realize that you can't do everything, you're ready to do something. But if you think that you can do everything, you ain't going to do, do nothing. nothing. That's right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that, man, you know, opening up. And, uh, you know, we're working with an ex-offender group, just who I was talking with, over the phone before you came up, you know. And slowly, man, we're trying to, like, remove the shackles that are no longer on our wrists or on our legs, but on our mind. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we got to work at, man. We got to mm-hmm. start believing that, you know, we, we were offended. We're not an offender. Yeah. You know, they, they they played us, man. Yeah, see, see, one thing I see about this is this. They, there's always roadblocks and try to um, mentally tackle your brain. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you won't be able to function the things that you really want to do. So there's a lot of roadblocks, you know what I mean, ahead of us. So we just got to knock them down and just, <laughs> and just knock them down. And you know, and see it, and see the vision, and just and just go with it, man. You know what I mean? So, cause people, it's all in us already. It just, you know, what I mean, you just gotta bring it out of us. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> you know, this is a lot of things. Just, you know, because in, in back in the day, you know, they've been through all this pain and strain. You think what's in us? We just, we just scared. We just scared. You know, what I mean? to bring it out of us. You know, just, people just scared to be leaders. 
scared to be successful and Did, stuff Would you like say that. that again? Would you say that again? People just scared to be what? Scared to be leaders. Scared to be, that's what I'm saying. Scared to step up to the plate, stand for something, be about something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just, just fall for anything. That's what That's what we seem like. That's what we do around here. Yeah, it seems like know? they want us to be nobody. We want to be somebody, not just anybody. But we don't understand that we got to stand up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't understand it. But I'm I'm here, you know I mean? I'm going to play my part, you know what I mean? I'm, it's getting kind of no, hot. No, you ain't going to play your part. You're going to do your part. I'm going to do my part. We'll be right back, Larry. All right. The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater. Looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmichaudrep.tripod.com. Larry Blue is here today, everybody, and we are excited about a new voice in the community, one that you have heard maybe before, but you're going to hear a little more here on W. The other page radio our station here, WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. That's us, folks. And we really, really, really are elated and, and, and feel real good because we have a, a warrior. Hmm. You need that voice, man. Mm -hmm. And our community is talking about some things that he knows about. And he wants to organize a group. Larry Blue, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I want to try to organize organize my group. And, you know, we I mean, call together, come in peace, which is the fifteen twenty one, um, which is going to be about ten teams, and um, it'll be about four reps and stuff like that. And it's going to be slash Adidas, so we're going to try to get everybody wearing Adidas uniforms and stuff like that. Um, Whoever wants to sponsor, they're willing to help if they want. But <clears throat> I'm here. Um, so <clears throat> there's 10. I want to just say something, folks, about what Larry's last statement is, you know, because I understand the importance of identifying. Uh, I understand the importance of branding. But the only thing that you can really, really brand is integrity. Mm -hmm. And here's right. a man that has had a lot of challenges in his life because he's a black man living in America, getting crossed every now and then, but refusing to let that cross be the determining factor on how he stands in his community. That's what Larry Blue is about. Right. It's going to take a minute for you to get with it, folks. But here's a man that says he want to take his personal life story and convert it into an energy that's going to bring some positive things into our community, that is, in helping our young people. He said, 15 to 21, he said maybe 15 to 20 youth that can become 40 youth, that can become 80 youth, that can become... 160 youth that can become, become 320 disciples if they listen. Do we have a hard time listening? 
But when I ran into this brother, what he was saying, I had to turn the motor off in my car and listen to what he had to say. And he's here today to say a little more. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I want to tap in um, about about the youth and about about the grabbing them and all that kind of stuff that that been missing. So um, it's a lot of things I want to try to um, even even though I mean what to try to build with the basketball structure. I want to try to open up their minds up about a whole bunch of life experiences that I can be able to relate to them. You know, I, I'm all kind of things that um, I would love to try to get to them with my life experience about attorneys and, you know, and how that works and you know, how the police work and, you know, about all kind of, you know, when you have broken households and stuff like that, you know, and how do you know, how to respond and stuff like what, what we need to understand that we need to tell them and relate because that's been missing. It's been missing. It's been missing. So we need to get back to the basics. Because you know, that's where it really seems like it really starts from. Starts from home, you know what I mean? Because broken homes and everybody's working and got time for the youth and they're going out there and, you know what I mean, they paying their mother's bills and stuff like that. And now they run in the household. Now mama's listening to them, you know, because they paying a bill or two and she can't pay it. Now she's, you know what I mean, going through the struggle. Now she's going through the pain. Now it relates back now to the kid. The kids go back on the street. Now, you know what I mean, he's trying to find a direction and he got all the stress and pain. Paying a paying bill and mama putting stress on her, so <clears throat> he's he, so what he's what he's supposed to do, you know what I mean? So he goes through all that, and you know what, I mean? what he so he's trying to make ends meet, and he don't want his mother to struggle. He sees he sees his mother in pain and all that kind of stuff. So what he's supposed to do if he don't have if he don't have nothing? Well, mm-hmm. what he's going to do? He's going to try to do the best thing he can because he want to make his mother. What he happy. think is the best thing? Well, he's going to try to make ends meet and yeah, try to find yeah, his mom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Larry. You know, he's he gonna try to do something. Gonna try to do something because yeah. you know I me mean? because he because he figured you know one way you know what I mean. He, but it's all kind of ways. It just ain't mm-hmm. one way. It's all kind of ways. It's got to be illegal. It's gonna be legal kind of things that they can do. You know what I mean? Just you know what I mean. It's all kind of things. Just they they need to be around that kind of environment to be able to see that, so they know it's there. We gotta understand, folks, that we come to a point in our lives. Some of us, not all of us where our freedom is not a part of the equation, you know, meaning like going to jail, it really doesn't matter because of what they are faced with. And they feel like they need to take their freedom and uh, just, I don't know if they're thinking about getting busted, getting caught or whatever. Uh, when they get caught up in them situations, you got to remember, you got you got attorneys just 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 there. If you don't know, if you don't know the law, they're not gonna apply the law to you. I mean, it's just it's just like that because you want is the boss. If you don't, you, you so called the boss, you're supposed to know what to do and to say. If you don't know what to tell the attorney, what you want the attorney to do? If you don't, if you don't know, he's just gonna be there, you know, because you you know he's just not trying to do too much because you don't know nothing to tell him. So he ain't trying to really basically do anything. He's just trying to make it look like he's doing it just to make this by standing there. But he really ain't did it for your full full 100% interest that you need to fight the folks when you're in a tight situation, especially the black man. You know you got a whole bunch of big elephants in the room. It ain't too much things that, you know, you fight you fight against the ground. You know what I'm telling you, you fight against the world and you. It's, a, it's That's tough. You know what I mean? It's tough. 
It's tough. Then you got an attorney that works with the DA office. He get paid. Even though you pay him, you know what I mean? He's still going to get paid regardless, you know? And, he, and here you go thinking that you're doing something. He And he looking at you like, you know, he looking at your record. He ain't looking about the cases. Now, just looking at your record. He ain't really looking at you. Looking at that's all he looking at. He you no, know, he judging you by that. He really don't even know you. He just judging you by, you know what I mean, what you've been through and all that kind of stuff. What they got written down. What they got written down. You no, know, that's how he's judging you. So you know I mean, so all the stuff that he talking to and all talking to him, he really he's looking at you really sideways, really. Uh, I like the way you just said that, Larry, because I remember, you know, in my situation and a lot of other people's situation in that in that holding cell, man, you could see all kind of drama, man, when the when when you know you might be sitting on a bench or sitting on the floor and somebody call your name. And these guys are all on the on the bars of the cell, you know, trying to peep out into the courtroom to see who they could see. Mm-hmm. And you say, Excuse me, man, I think the guy just called my name and you step up to the guy that called your name after this person moves out of the way. But even as he moves out of the way, he's kind of resentful that he got to move. But that's all a part of it. But then I go back to what you was just saying about the lawyer, you know, with the paperwork, with the clipboard in his hand, or with the file with your name on it in his hand, with the case information. You know, and the first thing out of his mouth a lot of times, or her mouth a lot of times, because females is... uh, yeah, uh, so I see you, uh, you've been arrested before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, are you working? Mm-hmm. That's one. The, uh, everything that he asks you, uh, kind of uh, anything that you wanted to say for yourself, he seems to think that maybe this guy has already made a decision mm-hmm. about who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They already had their mind made up. You know what I mean? You, they don't show it and express it. They got they got a poker face. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> they and don't then, show no expression. And then they say, Well Mm-hmm. I say, well, yeah. Look when at, you hear the word well, you better look out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? You better take this time. You better take this three three to five, you know what I mean, and and, and go up and go up the state. Cause I, because um, they talking about the DA talking about he want to do a five to seven. So once you go ahead and take this three to five and go ahead and take this and you know what I mean, we, let's get this to, over with. Get this over with. No, no. All of this just seem like they got like what we what we gonna say eighty five percent. No, I mean conviction rate up in Suffolk. No, I mean most of the people up there cop out because they they be putting all these cases on them. No, I mean they don't be facing all this crazy time, which they don't. You know what I mean? Because when you go to trial, they, they, you know, they got to amend this stuff. They got to do things by law. You know what I'm saying? All the subsequences, subsequence after you go to trial. They don't be subsequent. They just put that on there. You know what I mean? Try to scare people and all that. You know what I mean? Just make them cop out. So that's what, that's the tactic. You know what, Larry? Mm-hmm. I remember saying something to somebody. Maybe you could relate to this. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might have even thought about it, Larry. Mm-hmm. Everybody, let's say a thousand people on the court docket to come to court. Nobody copped out. Everybody demanded that they go to trial. Won't be no more money. <laughs> Everybody say, let's go to trial. I, I want a trial. 
They say they want to offer you 30 days, man. And you say, I want to go to trial. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Larry? What would you think would happen? I mean, they thirty days. That's a, that's a, um, that's deep there because they that's that means they really don't have nothing. You, you, you call in the hand now. You call in the hand now. You call in the hand, but people don't want to go that route. They don't oh, want. They don't want to take. They don't want to take them risks. Say that chances. again, Larry. Say that again. People don't want to what? They don't want to take that route. They don't want to take them risks. You know what I mean? They thinking about their baby mamas and girls and all that. You know what I mean? Just putting pillow talking, pillow talking with them, and get being bad, making bad decisions. You yeah. know what I mean? Because they get bad influences and stuff like that. People ain't telling them the right medicine, what they need to hear. You know what I mean? They, they got they got people in their ear with negative talk. They ain't talking rational. They ain't talking right. right. You know. So you know when you around that kind of negative behavior, you think I'm um, be right back. All right. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID nineteen? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Back to the other page, Radio WBCALP. 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. Today we have Brother Larry Blue. He ain't through. He ain't new. He's true. He's here today to talk a little bit about his plans, Lord, and we want him to work for him. Larry, tell us a little bit more about your program. You mentioned basketball. Is there any thoughts of maybe putting some uh a chess in there? Yeah. What I also wanted to do, I wanted to have, see, you don't have that. See, what I want to try to do is implement the chess, implement chess with my program because that opened up their minds and stimulate their minds that, you know, just, uh, you know, open up their horizons, stuff like that. So, you know, I, I want to try to put that into my plan too. So I definitely want to do that. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and also I want to try to, um, like have like groups and we can be able to have group sessions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We can be able to talk about things and you know I me mean, and things that's going on in their life and like you know and I can be able to talk about my life experiences with groups and stuff. So we, it's a lot of things I want to try to you know get together and try to do with the youth and try to open their minds and try to just keep them active, keep them active this summer because right. that's what we need. Okay, Larry, uh, just tell us a little bit more about how you decided to you wanted to like get involved, you know, with the, because, you know, you was just talking about that, that, that lawyer client element, mm-hmm. you know, you, you had to really look at what was going on mm-hmm. for you to make the decision that you're talking about putting together this program. Tell us a little bit about that, man. Yeah. Are you mad? Are you bitter? That's what I'm asking you. Okay. I ain't better. I ain't mad, and I just want to do it and, and, and make it up. Even though you know it did me negative and all that, I'm trying to do it and make it out of a positive. You know what I mean? And, and put all my positive energy into these youths and stuff that maybe I can be some kind of help mm-hmm. and try to curve something, and try to save somebody. You know what I mean? And try to 
you know, encourage them to try to do something right or, you know what I mean, and whatever they's on your, on their mind, they can talk about it, you know what I mean, because, you know, because, you know, in the household, you know, they really can't talk about their father about too much or nothing, you know what I mean, he's so stuck up whatever ways or whatever he think, you know, he feels, so they really, he can't, you know, he really can't be open up to him, so I want to try to be like a big brother, you know, that can be able to come and talk to me about any kind of thing, and you know, me trying to, um, you know, if I can alleviate kind of any type of situation or whatever case may be, they can come and talk to me and um, <clears throat> alleviate anything, you know, that might be some uh, better or well, say anything that's going to be hurtful in, in a future form. So Let's get that number. Let's get that contact number again, Larry. Even though you say it's going to change, let's, let's put it out there again. My number is 857-663-2111. That's my number. Okay, folks, look, let me just tell you something. Mm-hmm. If you're a veteran, and I'm a veteran, right? And so what happened today, I was speaking about it a little while ago, and I'm speaking about it again here on the other page radio. The uh, Aaron Murphy is Boston City Council member at large, and she is trying to move the O'Brien School that's located on the corner of Warren and Quincy Street and Roxbury to West Roxbury when they used to have a high school out there. Mm-hmm. They want to move the students out there. This is what she's proposing. And uh, I said if that was the case and they decide to go along with her, this is what I said, Larry. This mm-hmm. is what I this is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This is my response. Via email, it's an email. Mm-hmm. I says, uh, if you're going to move that school to West Roxbury, then I would look for your support to create a veterans multipurpose center in that school that would have housing and services for veterans and their families and that the building be redone by veterans to get skills in the building trades union, if that's what you want to do. If this is what you're saying, then I'm asking you, City Councilor Aaron Murphy, and the rest of you people that say you like the work that I'm doing in the community around veterans to get up and support what I'm doing, just like I'm supporting Larry Blue with what he's trying to do to rebuild the lives of the young people. We're trying to rebuild our community. Yeah, we definitely need that. You know, what I mean, we need that. You know, we got you got kids out here. You know what I mean, trying to find trying to find some kind of direction. You know, at least try to give them something, some kind of direction. Get involved in this and get involved in the. Um, I like drones. that word you use. I like that word you use. Direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they show sure enough need. You know what I mean? Because um, they seem like it's, it's lost in the household. I don't know what's going on in that department. It stopped from home. You be, you just, remember, mama used to have like home training. You know what I mean? We used to, you know, before we leave the house and yeah. such. You know what I mean? This is the basic things you just don't do and things like that. There, they don't have that in the moment. Oh, them days gone. Them days yeah. gone. Man. Hurry up and get out of here, mm-hmm. so I can watch television. Yeah, watch or do whatever, cable. do do soap operas. And they forget about a whole bunch of things. All, you know? all of that, and that's affecting our kids. Would you say? 
It's definitely affecting them mentally because, yeah, mentally because that's the case. You know, mentally tap, tapping with me. You mess with a kid's mentally and, she, and, and we, he or she ain't fully developed. What do you think going to happen? You know what I mean? Get bad influence, peer pressure. You know what I mean? They get caught up and they don't know what they're doing. They, um, I thought K2, I don't know what they're doing now. They don't, I don't know. When, I was trying to figure it out, but... Um, you know, they so caught up. I don't know what they doing, but I know what I can do. No, but oh, I, Larry, wait a minute, hold up, just say that again, man. They don't know what they doing, but you know what? What did you say? I know what I can do. Okay, I know what I can do. You know what I mean, I know what, what what I say. You know what I mean, I'm gonna put forward what I'm gonna say and what I'm gonna do. You know, I'm not gonna be sugarcoating because I know it's needed, and and uh, this is where my heart's at. And I think this is my calling. You know what I mean to do this um, youth thing. You know what I mean to keep them active, involved, like you. Not only in the summertime, try to do it all year round. You know, and um, keep them involved because we got. I'm, I'm also implementing uh, building drones from the beginning, and and, and well, also yeah, building grown drones from the beginning and all that, and te- teaching them the rules and regulations for us and all. So so I can you know, so they can know about some basic things that they need to know. You know what I mean about drones and things that you know that could probably help them open up their minds for building. Because we know that's what they need to, to be dexterous. You know what I mean? They need to learn how to build from hand, be skillful. You like I, mean? I like what you were saying earlier, Larry, about the talking to them too. And you know, as you talk, listen to them because a lot of them need to be involved with men that are capable of giving them an answer or saying they don't know. We can work it out. You know, we can't always have all the answers. And, you know, my my assessment of these young people today is that they're looking for answers. But if you don't have the answers, if you can let them know that we can work together to to get the answers, I think that that would be something that they would be uh, like to get involved. Yeah, because they seem like they've been take you know take away from basic like yeah you yeah know, yeah like yeah, from yeah, they yeah. on the com- they like on the on a computer you know what I mean it them got to seem like they stopped from basic understanding about basic situations because they're on the computer and just punch a push a button and that's all they need they don't have seem like they don't have the basic skill to have a conversation you know they don't need to have that no more that, we need to bring that back like, just let me come back on that line we'll be right back Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Let me just give you this one more time, folks. Put a frog in boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As veterans, we tell ourselves the lie that we can handle anything. We let the water boil. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Before we get back to our guests, folks, I just want to update you on a couple of things that Triad Veterans League is involved in. We're really happy about that. First of all, uh, I got some information today from the city of Boston, from one of their departments, along with uh, another 
person that's associated with the uh, General Edward O. Gordine Park that's right there across the street from Station 2, uh, right there on the corner of Malcolm X and uh, Washington Street. You know, uh, they're getting ready to bring the statue down. We don't have a date for that yet to honor African-American veterans and the history of their contributions as, as veterans. We also know that it's unreported and it's going to be elevated and folks are going to see the transition in our community based on that statue's presence. We're also working with uh, other people to create an educational uh, strategy to teach our young people about the importance of that particular history that we really don't know that much about. But just let me tell you something here. The first uh, casualty recognized in the American Revolution was a black man by the name of Christmas Addicts, and uh, he was shot by the British here in Boston. And so that that history of military uh-huh. involvement by black veterans uh, includes the uh, 54th Volunteer Regiment, all black, uh, that fought in the Civil War in some decisive battles that turned uh, the war around and the Union uh, uh, won. Of course, uh, on the, June the 19th, uh, we're coming up with the uh, celebration of Juneteenth, which was a, a two-year haters of people in Texas that were captured, but we were never slaves, who didn't know that the war was over with. They didn't know. But what they don't know today is that the war is still going on. Because yeah. if you look at January the 6th and how people are beginning to say things about us as a people that we know are not true, when we look at how people say whatever happened, it shouldn't be in the books and we shouldn't read those books, and that whatever happened in selling this country, like all the Native Americans got wiped out, that we came here, but before we came here, we had a history that we not no slaves, we was captured. And now we have today a man here that sees some things that he can do for youth. Larry Blue is here today. How I'm here doing? today. How you doing? Hey? We're talking about change. Yeah. Because if we don't change, we're going to be changed. Yeah. yeah. The other page, radio, this program is brought to you by Tribe Veterans League in association with the BNN <clears throat> media folks. We got a lot more to talk about here. Brother Larry, I really appreciate you coming on today, brother. I, I came downstairs, and there you are. Bam, like that. I said, oh, oh no. Mm-hmm. Getting ready to get some. We got something to say here today. Brother Larry was talking about a needed service because there's not enough going on to protect our young people. They don't know how to tell the truth. They don't know how to talk about the truth. Yeah, they, yeah, they just need somebody, you know what I mean, to talk to. Uh, just like I said, you know what I mean, earlier. They need like a big brother. I mean, they can be able to talk to and be able to open up to because, you know, that's been needed. It seemed like because they can't talk to. Seem like they can't talk to whoever representative or whatever the case may be. They want to try to get their point across or they want to try to do better. I mean, they don't got the resources and stuff like that, and they want to try to do this and. You know, and they, you know, it's 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 already in them. Just need the resources, mm-hmm. need the resources so they can have opportunities and chances to be able to 
do the things that's crossing their mind. You know, that's what it is. That's what it is. Seem like they don't have the resources. We need that. You know, so it can be more, you know, me involved in things instead of make, trying to find something in the street and that's not going, it's not going to cut it for them. You know, it's not bad. You know, it's going to come bad, bad, be bad, bad, bad situations. That's what's going to happen. We're trying yeah. to avoid that, though, folks. Yeah. That's what he said. You know, he's like a, you know, like a weatherman giving a weather report, you know, about the hurricane coming. It's not coming tomorrow. You know, like the weather people, they got to wait now. They have these things, what they call systems. You know, they say, this is a system, and this is what this system is saying, and here's the other kind of system that tells about the formation of the hurricane and how much wind and how much rain is going to be involved in the hurricane according to the system. Mm -hmm. So what this brother, Larry Blue, is talking about, the hurricane and how it is going to affect us and how we can prepare for the hurricane, which is called rethinking our youth. And everything that influences our youth. Youth have something to say. He said earlier that he wants to be available to hear what it is that they're doing. So they won't go in the wrong direction. He also mentioned some activities that he would like to uh, make a part of his strategy, his program. Now, keep in mind, folks, that the weatherman, in order for him to talk about the various systems, he has to have equipment, be it a computer or computers or applications, in order for him to make the prediction. And most of the time, he is correct. So what Brother Larry is talking about is that his need for systems and applications in order to present what the weather cannot be or what the weather can be, and it can be good if you support him. Yeah, we definitely, definitely need some support. Did you hear what I said, people? Now, we're going to have him back here again, you know, so... We're not going to run you down, but when the next time he'll have an address for you, he'll be associated with somebody, hopefully, that can begin to help him lay the foundation for what it is that he's trying to do. Because this is a situation wherein we got to make sure we got a wall and not a mud wall without (coughs) straw. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they, they definitely, definitely need something. They definitely need something that they need to so definitely get involved. I mean, so to be carrying these guns and doing something seems like it's, it don't take too much pressure to uh, uh, pull the trigger. So, you know what I mean, so you can get them off that mindset and, you know, and picking up a gun and all that kind of pick up some kind of uh, pick up a basketball, pick up a book, pick a chess up, piece, you know, pick up some chess pieces, uh, pick up a drone, build yeah. a drone up, you know, all this kind of stuff you know, that. I'm, that's going to be available for him, but them, I got it's also rules and stuff and regulations too. So you know we got to start them off basic, you know what I mean, and you got to sign basic and sign the papers and ensure 
that it's all phases because three phases. So, you know, I mean, they got to you know, go through the one phase, then they got two phases, and then three, you know, and um, they got to pass that and you know, they'd be able to keep their stuff and let you know, me get a certificate in the end that they did this and, you know, they'd some say be probably something to have, you know, and something to build on what they're trying to do or, the, or, or they kind of rising with the direction what they're trying to go, you know, I mean, at least keep them occupied so they won't be in the street. Like what I see now, you know, is uh, thank you so much for coming on uh, the other night on uh, Emancipator's program, you know. Uh, he's a good friend, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm glad he embraced you in the manner that he did. Mm -hmm. But I'm, what, I'm, what, I, what I'm seeing, Larry, is, uh, you know, you got to promote yourself. You know, you got to go on out there, man, some of these programs. We can talk about that if you haven't done it already. Mm -hmm. You know, let people know that you're here, man. Yeah, I'm here. No, I'm yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, you're here, you know, and you can see uh, that you're going to be well-received, man, because uh, it's needed, man. Your presence is needed. And I'm just glad you came on my show today, man. I didn't know what happened to you. You must have felt me because I, I was down there today looking for you, brother. I'm I'm here. I'm yeah. here. This That's is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That's the vibe working there. That's the vibe, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, we're trying to make sure that people catch on to this vibe. So Larry Blue's going to be going different places. He might not introduce himself, but he's doing research now and putting this program together. And he knows some real resource from, a, you know, like lukewarm. You know, you ever, you ever have one of them situations, Brother Larry, yeah. when somebody reach out to you to shake their hand, their hands wet like a dish rag, all limp and everything? Oh, man. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. Right? Mm -hmm. But we're not trying to go there, folks. We're not trying to get you to make your hands stronger than you know it is, you know, but we want you to, to receive this Brother Larry Blue. Larry Blue is coming for you to explain what it is that he's going to do in our community to help build our youth up instead of tearing them down. You know, we want to build them up with some programming, with some understanding, with some mentoring, with, with some whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. But to talking about life experiences, life experiences that I've been through, that I don't want them to go through that. So, you know, there's a lot of things that I can be able to relate to them. <clears throat> That probably nobody else can relate to them because they ain't experienced what I experienced. I experienced a whole hell of a lot, so I could be able to relate to them, you know, because I've been there and I can, you know, break it down any kind of level they want, you know, because they can be able to talk. I don't want, want them to be able to talk to me about any kind of level, you know, because I, mean, I got ears. I got ears and I listen. So, you know, that's what that's what we need. We need ears. We need ears. We need big ones. We need big ears, you know what I mean? So people can you know, so they so we can talk to them. So we can talk. You know, so I hope they can listen. You know, because that's what we need. You know, we need we definitely need that in our community. We um, need a, a listening process. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just in one ear and out the other. Uh, yeah, you know, because um but that, that, cause, yeah, they want somebody. They want somebody to talk to. You know, what I mean, they got problem issues and all that kind of stuff, and you know, they be holding it in. Trying know? to keep it before you get in the courtroom. Yeah, yeah. You ain't got to go to court. No, I'm trying to do do that before they get there. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, that's why I'm trying to fair warn them. You know, this is what's gonna gonna happen when you go and get there, cause there ain't gonna be a fair shake. It's never. I don't care how much money you got. 
You know, just just it's not gonna happen. It seemed to make me feel like when they got the black robe, that make me think that black robe is just for us. You know what I mean? You know, no justice, not for us. You said no fair shit. Like, what you mean by that? Well, you know what I mean? You know, type of things and all that. I'm talking about law. Like, okay, that's what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about law. You know what I mean? When you ask for things and when you have an attorney, when you thinking that he's in your corner, regardless of how much money he gets, that you think he's going to do the right thing and tell him to get this information and all the discovery that you're supposed to get that you get and you don't, and you don't get it. And when you go through all these emotions, all these emotions, most emotions, and they don't, and the, and the judge don't even respond to your emotion. The judge don't respond like, to your emotion. To your emotion. <laughs> judge don't respond to your emotion because he don't have to. He don't have to. He don't have to write no memorandum of law. You know what I mean on your case if you don't if you don't want. You know what I mean that's one thing people don't know. You know what I mean when you when you go to, when you go to trial. You know what I mean? The only person that's guaranteed a pill is a murderer. You know what I mean? They don't got, they got such things as called Rule 38. Rule 38, that means they all they do is just do a panel decision and affirm you, regardless of whatever you think you got going on. They just confirm you, you know what I mean, without writing memorandum of law in your case. And that's exactly what they did to me. And I just don't understand it for the life of me and how that went on for all these years. And, and people in dress well, all this time that they got um, um all this education that they have. Now I don't understand it, how they overlook situations, you know. And you know I me mean? and, and people don't, don't and, they, and nobody is, is not responsible for what they're doing. I don't see that. And you know I me, mean? it seems like they get benefits. They get benefits. You know I me mean? for you know, doing for corruption. I don't understand that part. Get me there. Get me understanding that part. Hey, right. So you know, I think that we are going to have to. Uh, you know, revisit that uh, procedure that you just called Rule 38 because uh, they need to Rule know 28. that. Rule 28. Rule 28. Rule 28. Rule 28. Yeah, well, mm. well, Bente Ocho, yeah. you know, 28. We need to understand exactly how we can make that work for ourselves. Yeah. You know, because uh, like we were saying earlier, a lot of people, when that lawyer called them up to that bar because they didn't make bail, or if they did make bail, when the lawyer calls them, when he wants to call you, that's one of the things that I learned about law and lawyers is that they don't call you with information. You got to, like, run them down, yeah. you know, to try to find out what it is. So you can imagine the problem that a person don't that, have didn't, no yeah, that didn't have a bail that's incarcerated mm-hmm. has to go through to get in touch with the lawyer yeah. Yeah. to find out exactly how he is going or she is going to be protected. Yeah, this is terrible. You know, I mean, see, you know, I I realize too, right? You know, what I mean, um, these attorneys and stuff, right? They when you get to get ready, you know, what I mean, get ready to go to trial, they see you like one week and one week before trial and tell you to cop out. They don't even want to do no homework. They don't want to do no work. They don't want to put no motions in because motions, you oh, you definitely got to put motions in before trial. A mo- any kind of motion that you can put before trial, you got to put it in because you can't do it after. You know what I mean? Because you got everything that's on transcript and stuff like that. So, you know, you got to have everything, you know, beforehand. 
And you know I mean, and, and some attorneys they don't do that. They give you one page and don't put no memorandum to protect you. They don't protect your civil rights and stuff. And people think you know, and you you don't protect your own civil rights because you cop out the civil rights they take from you. You know what I mean? Because when you cop out, just then they also take your civil rights, and and when you take their civil rights, that means you under slaves. You are I mean, slave now because when you get under there, you know you're under their direction and all that. So that means you a slave when you under their care. Let me tell you something, folks. And this is for you too, brother Larry. Mm -hmm. You you might be able to relate, relate to what I'm saying because mm -hmm. I've been on one of them one of them. Uh, Vans that take you to court, you know, and then take you back to the house of correction, wherever you are, mm -hmm. right? Or take you back to the prison, wherever you are. Yeah. And very seldom have I seen a lawyer give the client paperwork to review and to read. Re review that, it. Yeah. That does that involves this case. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just go, they just empty-handed when they get back. And the only thing that they worry about is they serve, save them a meal. That's it. Ain't, that's a shame. I mean, it's, it's, it's just basic things that uh, they can beat, you know. It's, it's just basic. But they don't, you got to do the homework. You can't you can't wait on an attorney to do anything because he, he don't got to do that time. He don't got to, he's he just going to go home, you know what I mean, and talk to your case, you know what I mean, to probably to his spouse or whatever the case may be, and, you know what I mean, go to bed. You know what I mean, he ain't really, you don't got to do that time. He don't got to do that time. You the one who got. He ain't gonna take your call. He ain't gonna take your call at no home. You ain't got no twenty four hour service. You in jail. You you gonna be you gonna be in bed about what eight nine. You know what I mean? You gonna be in bed about that time anyway. You, and you know, by the time you get out, he be in bed and all that kind of stuff. So how you gonna get in contact with him? He gonna be in court all day. So what we're talking about, also, folks, is giving you information, you know, that's what we do here on the other page radio. Mm -hmm. We give you information. You know, we're trying to prepare you to have the mindset to get involved with uh, Larry Blue's program, you know, because uh, we don't want you in jail. Mm -mm. We don't want you to have to use uh, Rule 28. Mm -mm. Or we don't want you to have to use Rule 38. You know, 38, right? That's rules. It's rule twenty eight. Yeah. Rule twenty eight. No, no, yeah. I'm talking about thirty eight. The gun now. Yeah, the thirty eight. The gun. That's no, we don't want that. Mm -mm. No, not at no, all. No, we talking about building now. Yeah, building, building. Twenty eight is the rule. That's the rule. Thirty eight is the wrong rule. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so what we talking about is uh, what Brother Larry has come in to speak on is his experiences mm -hmm. and yeah. how he can reconfigure. With a strategy to develop this program that he's going to be working, going to different places. And so we want you to know he's coming. Larry Blue. Yeah, I'm Yeah, I'm coming. I'm definitely I'm here to stay. You know, you know, you know I got a lot to offer. I got a lot to talk about, you know what I mean, especially you know, when it comes to the youth. I got so much stuff built up in me, like, you know, I can be able to relate to them. They can be able to open up about basic things about pagan, you know what I mean, and about all kind of things that they need to know about life experiences and stuff like that because that's what they need. All this stuff about going to school, school they don't teach about life experience, about basic life, about doing basic things, you know what I mean, to make 
and ends meet or whatever the case may be and all that kind of stuff. No man. disrespect to the schools, uh, Brother Larry. No disrespect but schools to have become almost like an incubator to warm thoughts to become uh, the smooth criminal. Mm-hmm. You know, our young people can't even read, man. No, no. And they have no interest in reading. And so one of the things my concern is, folks, is that all this noise is being heard around this artificial information that's coming out now. It's an application where if you wanted to write a term paper or a, a writing assignment about whatever, you can take five words in this particular application and send it in there, and in less than five minutes, you have a whole paper on that particular subject, and you haven't done anything. You haven't done any studying. Mm-mm. So what this uh, show today is about learning to study yourself mm-hmm. so that you can get with some folks that are in the same situation as Brother Larry builds his organization so you can study each other mm-hmm. to it. avoid making the mistakes and errors that Brother Larry and I made that caused us to have to stand for the count or ask for toilet paper. Yeah, that was terrible. That was something terrible. They only give you, but they only give you like two rows a week or something. You on your own after that. I know one thing. It's been a real good discussion, brother Larry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm you happy can give to us this number one more time so that people could reach out to you mm-hmm. that are here to show. Like I said, it'll be on. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. you can get all the information, but we're at WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. Boston's mm-hmm. community radio station. This has been and this is the other page radio. My name is Havel Fennell. But live, you can give us that number again. We appreciate it. My number is 857-663-2111. You can call me. Good number, brother. Anything else you want to say, brother? We'll be signing off here. Yeah, I'm just glad everybody's listening to me. You know, hopefully this is good, be a good thing, and hopefully you know whoever's listening, you know, what I mean, want to be a part of this youth thing, and hopefully you know people get people on board and um, believe in my struggle, and you know, hopefully we can be able to put things together for this youth and what we needed. You know, what I mean, try to curb this violence. You know, what I mean, that's that's going to be needed this summer because you know, what I mean, it's a hard. You know what that brings, right? So you know what we need to do is uh, get them involved and keep them active, so they won't be thinking about doing destruction, you know what I mean? So we're going to try to stop them from all that and uh, hopefully we can be able to, to get them involved in positive energy because that's exactly what we need. We need positive energy, people to believe in themselves, trust each other. And this has been the other page <coughs> radio. My name is Hayward Fennell. I'm a veteran. We ask all veterans to be served and acknowledged in the manner that they should be. More news coming up uh, on our next show about the statue uh, folks, you have a great, great day. Thank you so much Thank for being you. here with us, for listening to our new friend, our good friend, our true friend, Brother Larry Blue. Thank you, Brother Larry. Take care of yourself and have a wonderful day. And we're looking forward to hearing more from you about your planned program. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. <laughs>